Well, let's pray. Our most gracious God and Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this opportunity to come before thy throne and uh, to first look into your word. Um, Lord, help me as I as I handle your word. Uh, help us, Lord, to hear what you have to say to us. We pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So if you could turn with me to John chapter 10. John chapter 10 will be starting in verse 1. <clears throat> verily, verily, I say unto you, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spake Jesus unto them, but they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. Then said Jesus unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved, and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Now, the, the older I get, the more precious this parable is to me. I find it to be one of the very best examples we have of Jesus's gentle, patient, and merciful care for his people. And a large part of this is because um, two of my daughters have raised sheep for many years. They've maintained a small little flock of around a dozen or so from year to year. And I've learned so much about them by watching them, by interacting with them, and by hearing my daughters tell of their antics. Their behavior has made the comparisons of people to sheep in the scriptures very real, and it's made it come alive to me. Sheep are stubborn, and trying to get one to do what they flat out don't want to do can often be a frustrating and exhausting experience. The first sheep my daughter ever had was a ewe lamb that was gifted to her because the mother had rejected it. She bottle-fed that little lamb, and she named her Miss Woolly. Um, when she was quite young, Miss Woolly had gotten into some dog food in the barn, and for the rest of her life, she had such a strong desire for it, she would stubbornly do anything she could just to get one piece out of the dog's bowl in the evening. It was quite comical to watch her sneaking around and slinking around in the pasture, just waiting for a chance to get to the bowl. And uh, no matter what we tried to try to keep her away from it, she was always after it. And I find that we can be like that, too. We get so caught up in what we want, what we think is best, what we have our sights set on, that we often pay little heed to the Lord's correcting hand or to his leading. Sheep are also very inquisitive. They're curious about everything. 
I can't step into the barn or I can't pass through the gate into the pasture without nearly every one of them coming to investigate what I'm doing. And humans are really no different in this regard. Um, the news, just think about the news cycles. They prey on our inquisitiveness. And the most minor traffic accident in one direction on the interstate will always create a slowdown on both sides of the median. And why is that? It's like those sheep. We just can't stand not knowing what's going on. Okay. Additionally, sheep need protection. They're not particularly fast compared to a predator in pursuit. And they don't have a whole lot of stamina to maintain their top speed. Their front legs are pretty useless for defense. And they don't have very powerful back legs either to defend against attack. Their primary defense is to group together in the herd and run. Uh, to thrive and be protected, sheep need a shepherd. The shepherd in New Testament days would build a sheepfold. Generally, the sheepfolds, as I understand it, were enclosures built with stones that had a single door for entry. The walls of the sheepfold were high enough that predators couldn't jump over. And at night when the danger was the highest and the sheep were brought into the fold, the shepherd would sleep in front of that door to protect them. And just like the only lawful entry into that fold was through that door, Jesus tells us that he is the door that all must pass through to enter into his fold. And he is the shepherd that's watching and protecting his own. Oh, there's so many more attributes about sheep that I would love to share with you, but we're quickly running out of time. Let's look back at verse 10, and in particular, the second half of that verse. I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. In relation to the parable, a shepherd literally provides life to his sheep. He leads them to pastures to graze in. He leads them to water to drink. He daily guides them, because if left to their own devices, they would be like a ship without a rudder. They would be running hitherto, here, there, and everywhere, driven by their inquisitiveness. The shepherd will be there during lambing season to assist with birthing complications and will care for any that are sick. And if one strays from the flock, that shepherd will go out and bring him back into the fold. A shepherd doing his job well will give 100% of himself to the task. Shepherds don't work a cushy nine to five and head back home to kick back in their easy chair for a relaxing evening. The shepherd's job is a fully dedicated 100% commitment to the care and protection of the flock because without that, he will soon be without a flock. The shepherd truly provided not only life to the sheep, but a full or abundant life, as it says in our verse. And in like manner, the Lord gives us abundant life to each and every one of his own children. He guards us night and day. He leads us night and day. He has given and continues to give 100% of himself to us as his people, the sheep of his pasture. Hebrews 7.25 says, Wherefore he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. He's at God's right hand, ever living to make intercession on our behalf. As a shepherd himself and one of God's own, King David understood this when he penned Psalm 23. 
the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Finally, let's look closely at Christ's words again in verse 10. I am come that they might have life. In the context of Christ being our shepherd, this statement implies that before he came, we did not have life. We were alive physically, but dead spiritually. Ephesians 2.1 says, And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. A little bit further in Ephesians in verse 12, That at that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. And over in Colossians chapter 2 verse 13, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Unlike sheep, we have the capacity to worship the Lord that gave himself up to be our shepherd. We have the capacity to praise him, to pray to him, to honor him with our lives and with our lips. And we have the capacity and the command to share that good news with a lost and dying world. Oh, may the Lord revive us that we would glorify him in everything that we say and do. Amen.